Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. It's that time again. Spring is coming and many of us are thinking about spring cleaning. And one of my favorite things to do before I really dive into deep cleaning my house is to do a pantry purge. If you listen to the previous bonus episode, you know that we love doing a pantry purge as a community every March to spend the month going through what we have in our pantry and our freezer and using it. It helps us to get more creative with meals and save a ton on our grocery spending. So if you are thinking about joining us in the pantry purge or you're just working on using what's in your pantry in general and all you see is a few cans of tuna, some beans, and some pasta, and you're not quite sure how to turn them into meals, I've got you with some solid ideas for actually delicious meals to make with pantry staples. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Using what you have on hand is one of the best strategies for budget meal planning and cooking that I teach in Healthy Mama on a Budget. But I know that sometimes it can feel easier said than done. It's easy to glance in our pantry and go through our fridge and open up our overfull freezer and just feel overwhelmed. And I get it because I feel like that sometimes too. But what I have learned is that it's really helpful to have a list of kind of pantry staple meals that my family enjoys made from ingredients that we keep on hand 
often. There are pantry items that I buy over and over again whenever I do my monthly stock up or whenever I go to Costco or do a Thrive Market order because they're things we use often. And when we are maybe stuck without a meal on our meal plan, if we've gone through everything on our meal plan and we're like, okay, what are we going to eat tonight? I like to have an idea of what we can make with things we have on hand to avoid making an extra trip to the grocery store because we know statistically the more often we go to the grocery store and the longer we spend in the grocery store, the more likely we are to spend on extras. So avoiding going to the grocery store and being able to make quick meals with what we have on hand is a really great way to avoid overspending on groceries. So this isn't just helpful if you're doing a pantry purge. This is helpful in your everyday cooking and your everyday budget strategies when it comes to meals. So today, I want to share with you 10 of my family's current favorite, mostly pantry and freezer meals. I actually have a whole episode with over 75 ideas for your pantry purge that I shared last year. It's episode 253 if you want to search it on your favorite podcast app, but I'll also put a link in the show notes so you can listen to that episode for a ton of inspiration. But right now, I want to share with you what my family is loving now, currently in February 2023. The first thing that my family has been loving are black bean and corn quesadillas. This seems like such a simple meal, and it is in theory. We use a can of black beans. I do like buying dried beans and cooking them in the instant pot. It's better for digestion and much better for budget, but I don't always have the time to do that because oftentimes I use my instant pot for other things when I'm doing my meal prep, so we do like to keep canned beans on hand. I'm all about balance when it comes to budget and food, and so having canned beans is just really convenient, especially if you are in a pinch and you're trying to make something quickly for dinner. Most of us don't have the time to whip out the Instant Pot and wait for our beans to cook. They do take longer in the Instant Pot if you haven't soaked them ahead, so there's thinking ahead to do. It's a great budget strategy, like I said, to use dried beans, but sometimes we need the convenience. So canned black beans are something we always keep on hand. I usually buy them in a pack of like 10 or 12 from Costco. We also almost always have frozen corn on hand. You've probably heard me talk about my older daughter who has a corn sensitivity. She can't do processed corn, but she can do corn kernels or corn on the cob. So this is something that we can enjoy in our family. And we use whatever tortillas we have on hand. My kids don't love siete food tortillas, which are my favorite. They're made with really great ingredients. I usually get the almond flour or the cassava flour ones. I actually found the almond flour ones at Costco for a really great price. They're also a really good size for quesadillas, I find, as well. You do need to heat them before you fold them. Otherwise, they do tend to crumble a little bit. So make sure you heat them in the pan first. But they don't love them for tacos. They love them for quesadillas. And I feel good about the ingredients in them. But again, it's all about balance. So sometimes we just get what we can get at Aldi. But I like a thinner tortilla because I feel like a thinner, more flexible tortilla is easier to stuff with a lot of filling without feeling like the tortilla is taking over the quesadilla. But the Siete food tortillas and or whatever tortillas we have on hand with some Mexican shredded cheese, I put the cheese on first and then add the black bean and corn mixture, which I'll share in just a second. And then I add more cheese on top, add that to the pan, 
heat it up a little bit so that the tortilla is easy to fold fold it. I usually press something on top of it. So usually I'll put a smaller pan on top with a can, usually a can of black beans. Let it get nice and crispy on one side. Flip it. I usually do two at once in a pan. So I repeat this a couple times, but all in, it is like a 10-minute dinner if we already have the beans and corn done. If not, it's like a 20-minute dinner. It is one of the easiest dinners we make with items we pretty much always have on hand. We always have some sort of shredded cheese on hand. If it's not Mexican shredded cheese, my kids will also eat it with mozzarella cheese. They're not super picky. It's all about the convenience and the fact that we're not buying anything new to have with the black bean and corn quesadillas. I will sometimes whip up a batch of my Chipotle ranch to have alongside as well. That recipe is in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club right now. It's going to go up on my website probably within the next month, uh, but that's mostly pantry and some kind of fridge staple items as well. I use canned chipotles, lime juice, mayonnaise, sour cream. It's very easy to put together. I blend it up in the blender, so that's a great addition to it as well. Sometimes I will add some cilantro to the top if I have some cilantro left over in the fridge, but generally it's the tortilla, it's the cheese, it's the black beans, and the corn. And for the black bean and corn mixture, if I have any leftover onion in my fridge or um, usually like a half of an onion or some leftover chopped onion I might not have used for my meal prep, I'll add that to the pan. So I heat up some avocado oil in a saute pan to about medium heat. I will add in the onion if I'm using the onion, saute until it's translucent, Add in the black beans. I like to cook the black beans until they're a little bit crispy. And then I season them with some chili powder, some cumin, garlic powder, onion powder. Yes, even with the onion. And a little bit of smoked paprika. That's usually what I put in there. And then I will add in the frozen corn towards the end. Just cook it until it's heated. Mix it with the spices. Sometimes I'll also do a squeeze of lime juice over it. Toss it. Evaporate any of the extra liquid. And that's what we use inside the quesadillas. I will also use the same black bean and corn mixture in my chipotle turkey bowls, which I love to make with turkey that's cooked with my homemade taco seasoning. That recipe is on my website, and I will link these, any of these recipes that I have on my website, I'll link them in the show notes. If it's not on my website, you can find it in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club, which is just patreon.com slash Healthy Mama Cooking Club. You get the whole recipe vault for only $3 a month. So I'll do the taco seasoned turkey with the black beans and corn, a cilantro lime rice, that chipotle ranch that I mentioned, and then usually some sort of finely shredded cabbage. I love those chipotle turkey bowls, and my family loves those chipotle turkey bowls. And they're a great pairing if you make the black beans and corn for the quesadillas one night, and then another night you can do the turkey chipotle bowls, or vice versa. So I guess that was a bonus meal idea that is also made with some pantry ingredients as well. The second pantry meal my family has been loving is roasted tomato soup. This is so ridiculously easy. So it does take a little bit of time. I will say that. But it's one of those recipes where I will go and do whatever else I need to do, throw on laundry, prep some other, you know, food, whatever I need to do while my onions and garlic are roasting. It's very hands-off. So basically, I slice up an onion, 
add it to the bottom of a baking dish, add some, not some, (laughs) add an entire head of garlic that I've sliced the top off of, put in a little packet of foil, drizzle with some olive oil, a little bit of sea salt on all of that, add it to the oven, let it roast until the garlic is very, very soft and delicious. It's so good. And then, of course, the onions. And I will add the onions and the garlic and a can of crushed tomatoes. I will also add some rosemary into the roasted vegetables or into the roasted onion about halfway through or so. I was going to say 10 minutes, but I want to say it's about halfway through cooking. And that will cook the rosemary just a little bit, take off some of that raw flavor, that bitterness that it has when it's raw, but not cook it too much. You still have that bright rosemary flavor. And so I just add that all to a blender with a little bit of cream, salt, blend it up. It is one of my family's favorites. We'll serve it alongside grilled cheese. I love pesto grilled cheese, which is another really easy pantry item. It might not seem like it because traditional pesto does use fresh basil. If you have leftover fresh basil, that's a great way to use it up. But I'll also make pesto with spinach or half spinach, half basil. I have a recipe on my website for spinach almond pesto. You can make pesto with cashews, with walnuts, with almonds, pretty much any nut you have on hand. You could also make a seed pesto with pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds. So it's a great way to use up extra nuts and seeds. And basil is pretty inexpensive depending on the time of the year. So making a pesto grilled cheese, or if you have pesto in your pantry, is a great way to mix up grilled cheese, and it's delicious alongside the tomato soup. But classic grilled cheese is also great alongside tomato soup as well. So roasted garlic tomato rosemary soup is one of our current favorites. One of my favorites from the pantry is my tuna and white bean salad that is in the Budget Kitchen Lunches book. I'm going to put this recipe on my website as well because I love it so much and it's very, very simple. So it's a Mediterranean style. I guess it's, I want to say it's a French style, like a Southern French style salad I've been eating for years Can't even tell you where I first ate it, but basically it's a really good quality packed in olive oil tuna. You can also just use whatever tuna you have in your pantry. You just might want to add a little bit of extra olive oil, white beans, capers, red onions, and a ton of fresh herbs. I use fresh parsley, but you can use basically whatever fresh leafy herbs you have on hand. You toss it all together with some olive oil, salt, and pepper. Like I said, it's very simple, but it has that brininess from the capers and that beautiful fresh olive oil flavor. I love fresh red onion. It's a really, really great, mostly pantry option for lunches that I really, really love, and I highly encourage you to try. It's really great over some toasted baguette or with some crackers on the side as well for a little bit of crunch. The tuna and white bean salad is awesome, especially as we're starting to get into slightly warmer weather, depending on where you are in the world. It's like it's starting to get a little bit warmer and we might be craving more salads for lunches. It's one of those salads that's not full of a ton of fresh ingredients that may or may not be available quite yet in the pre-springtime, but it still kind of feels fresh and springy. Meal number four my family loves from pantry ingredients is five ingredient meatballs and pasta. Okay, I know that it seems like this is centered around a fresh item. Meatballs need some sort of ground meat. 
which it is, but hear me out. We always keep ground meat in our freezer because it's something that is so versatile. So for us, this is a really easy pantry and freezer meal. We just pull out the ground meat, we defrost it, defrost it either in some cold water if it's closer to eating that item. You can defrost it in some cold water. Never defrost in warm water. Please don't do that and don't defrost on the counter. I'm not a huge fan of defrosting in the microwave. So I do it in cold water. It defrosts faster than you might think. And so I'll defrost in some cold water. I'll defrost it in the fridge overnight if I'm thinking ahead. And then all it is is mixing the ground meat with an egg. But if you don't have an egg, you can use a flax egg instead. That works really well as a pantry item. I know eggs are expensive these days. You can also use a little bit of liquid egg whites that'll help it to stick together as well. I use almond flour. You can also use breadcrumbs. They're also a, that's also a pantry ingredient and or a freezer ingredient. We usually keep our almond flour in the freezer to keep it fresh. Italian seasoning, a clove of garlic or garlic powder, and salt. Mix it all together. The simplest meatballs ever, and my family goes wild for them. Anyone we serve them to goes wild for them. The almond flour especially keeps them nice and moist. They're really well seasoned. They're really well balanced in terms of flavors. And they're so easy to throw on top of some pasta. Sometimes we'll do bonza pasta, which is made from chickpeas. So it has extra protein and extra fiber to keep you full which I like if we're not serving it with the protein, but with the protein, oftentimes we'll just do regular old pasta or spaghetti squash and some sort of sauce or pesto that we already have in the pantry. So it is a very easy pantry meal, despite kind of centering off of a more fresh ingredient. So I want to encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to your pantry meals. Maybe you are still using a fresh item or an item from your freezer, which is still a part of, um, it's not a part of the pantry, obviously, but in the pantry approach, we focus on our freezer and our pantry because oftentimes our freezers are just as full as our pantries. We can still create a meal that uses up a lot of items in our pantry, even if it centers around a fresh item. So it doesn't have to be, in order to be a pantry meal, it doesn't have to be all pantry ingredients. It can be an ingredient that you keep on hand. Number five is a more pantry-centric meal, and that is my one-pot Moroccan quinoa tagine. Any recipes that center around a grain or a bean that are easy to keep in the pantry, like I said, whether it's a canned bean or a bean that you cook on the stovetop from dried, this uses chickpeas, quinoa, a ton of spices, olives, which are optional if you don't like olives, but we love olives in our house. Well, I shouldn't say we collectively. Myself and the kids love olives. My husband doesn't love olives, but he'll just pick it out. Usually some sultanas, so some golden raisins or some chopped apricots and some slivered almonds on top. You can also mix up the nuts as well. This is made with almost all pantry ingredients, so it's very budget-friendly, but also crazy flavorful. I also use some onions and some carrots in there. You could add some sweet potatoes. You could add some broccoli. You can add in whatever vegetables you want, but the base is all pantry ingredients, which is really, really awesome. This is a recipe in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. It's also in the Budget Kitchen Dinners Guide. Number five. Nope, not number five. Number six. (laughs) Number six is a more freezer dish 
primarily freezer dish that my family goes wild about, and that is my shrimp fried rice. I very recently posted this over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris on Instagram if you haven't found me over there. And I will post the link again in the show notes because I did put this on my website. It's also in the Budget Kitchen Dinners Guide. This uses almost all freezer and pantry ingredients as well. The only fresh ingredients are garlic, ginger, and you can use frozen garlic and ginger if you would like. I don't love the garlic that comes in like a big tub. I think it has a bitter taste to it, but frozen garlic, you can get it at Trader Joe's in these and also at Target in what I can only describe as like these little little pods. They almost look like whenever you get any sort of medication, do you know how it's in that little plastic pack? where each individual medication is in like its own little plastic slot and you have to push it out on the other side. That's how I usually find the frozen garlic and the frozen ginger. But just like any other frozen vegetables, it's frozen at peak ripeness. So it's just grated and frozen. And so it's super convenient to use in your meal. So if you haven't used that before, it's probably not the most budget-friendly option, but it is convenient to keep on hand. And if you're someone who I mean, we are not the type of people who buy a head of garlic and don't use the whole thing. We go through, like, multiple heads of garlic a week. We love garlic in our house. But ginger, if I'm not using ginger in more than one meal and I buy, like, a bag of ginger from Aldi, sometimes it tends to dry out a little bit in the fridge. And then I slice it up and put it in my freezer and use it in smoothies, and it's fine. But it's not super fresh and great to grate into any of my Asian-style dishes. So typically, having some frozen ginger on hand makes it easier to have fresh ginger in that case. So it kind of depends on you, but you need fresh green onions, which are very inexpensive and easy to buy and keep on hand. They last for a couple weeks as long as they're stored well. So green onions, garlic, and ginger are the only fresh items. You can use leftover rice or you can cook your rice. I prefer leftover rice because it dries out a little bit and then it's not as moist and so it doesn't stick together as much when you make the fried rice. Some sort of oil. I like sesame oil, but you can use any sort of oil, soy sauce or tamari, frozen shrimp. You need some sort of a salt and some sort of frozen vegetable blend. And then I like to put in a couple of eggs at the end. Again, you can leave this out if you don't want to use eggs, but it comes together very quickly. It's a 20-minute dinner, especially if your rice is done ahead of time. It's super inexpensive using those frozen items, and you can keep them on hand, which we do often for a very quick and easy meal. So shrimp fried rice is one of our favorites. Number seven. I've talked about this recipe quite a few times here on the podcast, so I apologize if you've heard me talk about it before, but we love white chicken chili in our house. We use a can of white beans, a can of diced green chilies, chicken broth, which I make homemade and keep in the freezer. Whatever shredded chicken we have on hand, you can buy pre-shredded chicken, you can buy a rotisserie chicken, you can make a whole chicken and shred the leftovers, you can make shredded chicken in the instant pot. Bunch of spices, so we use some cumin, some chili powder, fresh garlic, and fresh onion, and what else do we use? A little bit of lime juice. It's such a simple recipe. I make it in the Instant Pot. You can also make it on the stovetop. I actually did a funny Instagram story. It was probably a couple of months ago now where I needed to make the white chicken chili before we headed out the door to soccer. My daughter has soccer at 6 o'clock on Wednesday evenings, and it goes from 6 or 6.10 to 6.50. So we don't get home until a little bit after 7, and that's like 
pretty close to my kid's bedtime, so we need to eat fast. So I like to have something in the slow cooker or the instant pot, and I time got away from me, and I realized that we had 15 minutes to leave, and so of course I thought that that was a great time to record an Instagram story. <laughs> so I did a time lapse of how long it took me to get everything in the instant pot, and it took me less than five minutes to just open cans. I had onion already prepped uh, from my meal prep, so that might have taken me an extra minute if I had to chop up the onion, but I got everything into the instant pot ready to go, popped the top on, left, went to soccer, came home, and it was on Keep Warm, and it was delicious and perfect in almost all pantry items. So that is definitely a favorite in our house. Both of my kids eat it up. They absolutely love it. They request it. It's up there with my chicken noodle soup for my kids' most requested recipes. That and my veggie meat sauce. Those are those are my kids' most... And the five-ingredient meatballs. Those are my kids' most requested recipes. Though the shrimp fried rice uh, or we'll do beef fried rice is up there too as recipes that they really love. Another one of my kids' favorite recipes, speaking of my kids' specific favorite recipes, is my vegan cashew cream sauce. We always keep cashews on hand because you can use them for so many things. Cashew milk, we like to use them for energy balls and energy bars. I have a salted caramel energy ball that all of us love. Blueberry, lemon, and or cookie dough energy bars. All of those recipes are on my website. They're also great to make during the pantry purge, especially if you have some dates on hand as well. So, We keep cashews on hand, and I will take cashews, nutritional yeast, garlic powder, onion powder, lemon juice, and water. Blend it up in the blender, and it makes, and some salt, and it makes the most creamy, dreamy, delicious cream sauce. We typically serve it on top of pasta, like the bonza chickpea pasta I mentioned before, or just regular old pasta. We'll usually serve it up with some roasted broccoli. If we're not serving it with a protein, like I said, I like the bonza pasta. It's great to keep in the pantry because it does have that protein and fiber, so it does keep my kids a little bit more full than if I didn't have a protein. And it's also really great. I will mix in some chopped canned chipotles, just a little bit, not too spicy for the kids, or you can use powdered chipotle and turn it into a chipotle cream sauce. If I'm not taking the original cream sauce and turning it into a chipotle cream sauce, I will use lime juice instead of lemon juice and make the whole thing a chipotle cream sauce. It's also great in either instance on top of bowls as well as a creamy alternative to kind of like an Alfredo sauce. It's kind of a cross between like a vegan cheese sauce and a vegan Alfredo sauce. If you leave out the garlic and onion, it's more of a cheese sauce. And if you do the garlic and onion, I think it's more of an Alfredo type sauce. But it's vegan and it's all pantry ingredients. So that's a great one. And my kids love it and they request it often. Number nine, we're going back to the freezer. This is another one I shared as an Instagram reel. So I'll link that so you can watch it. It's my shortcut cauliflower rice, chicken sausage, pepper, and onion bowls. Basically, all I do is take a big saute pan or my cast iron skillet, add some oil to the bottom, usually avocado oil, heat it up, slice up my chicken sausage. We like the unexpected cheddar chicken sausage from Trader Joe's. Add in the chicken sausage, sear it up, take it out of the pan, add in some peppers and onions that are frozen. I like the fire-roasted peppers and onions from Trader Joe's. Always, always have those on hand. I know we have both of those on hand in the freezer right now. Add it. Add some seasonings. I usually use garlic powder, Italian seasoning, and salt, so very simple seasonings. Cook them up until they are no longer frozen. 
Then I'll add in some cauliflower rice, cook that up until that is no longer frozen. I use the frozen cauliflower rice. You could use fresh as well. Or you can just go ahead, add in the chicken sausage and serve it over rice or quinoa. That's an option too. But usually we'll add in the cauliflower rice and it is a one pot dish. I'll season it and we will serve it up maybe with some fresh herbs. Sometimes we'll serve it up with some sour cream. Everyone in the family loves that one. And it's another like 15 minute maybe dinner. Everything's from the freezer. It's very, very simple and everyone loves it. You can make a variation on this, like I said, with rice or any other vegetables you want. Cook up the chicken sausage, take it out of the pan, cook up whatever frozen vegetables you want to, add the chicken sausage back in, add in cauliflower rice, or serve it on top of rice. Very simple. Remember that meals do not need to be complicated to be delicious. Make sure you season it well or to be budget-friendly. I think sometimes we think of meals that are budget-friendly as being something that's either overly simple and not at all delicious, or we need to spend a lot of extra time like preparing all of these ingredients from scratch to make it more budget-friendly. I've just mentioned a lot of meals that are very simple and use mostly pantry ingredients, and most of them are very inexpensive as well. You can always swap out things too. Obviously, the cashew cream sauce is a little bit more pricey, um, but you could swap out things like the type of meat you use on the meatballs. You can use breadcrumbs instead of almond flour. There are ways that you can make things less expensive as well. And last but not least, this is actually not a dinner item, but I wanted to mention it because of how much my family has been loving this item. It works great for a quick breakfast. It works for a snack works as part of a meal, but that is homemade oat flour muffins. I have this recipe in a couple of places, but I am sharing one particular recipe on my website. It should be up by the time I share this episode, but it's my banana oat flour muffins. I shared my daughter and I making these a couple weeks ago when I was doing my meal prep. And it's also, there's there are different variations in the Budget Kitchen Breakfast book as well as the Budget Kitchen Guide. Um, and I'll link all of that in the show notes if you're interested in any of those. But homemade oat flour is so easy to make. All it is is rolled oats ground up in a blender or a food processor. Now, I will tell you, I much, much, much prefer the blender, and I don't use my Vitamix for this. I use the Nutribullet. So less than 100 bucks for a Nutribullet. I use the Nutribullet, grind it up into a fine meal similar to almond flour, and when it bakes up, there's very little texture to it. It bakes up just like just like any other flour. It's very, very easy, very inexpensive, and it's gluten-free if you use gluten-free oats. So these are something that we've been making almost every single week. My family loves them. We can use any sort of fruit that we have on hand that we need to use up, whether it's some frozen blueberries or fresh blueberries that have been, you know, they're going a little bit dried out, but they're not moldy or anything like that bananas like I mentioned or you could also do something like dried cranberries and some orange zest and do a cranberry orange. The sky is the limit and they're so delicious made with pantry ingredients pretty much entirely. Mind you use eggs but you could also use a flax egg in there as well or a chia egg. They won't get as fluffy but they'll still work But in general, these are one that I did not want to miss out on sharing with you because they are such a great pantry staple that we have been eating all the time. 
So I hope this gave you a little bit of inspiration on some of the pantry and freezer meals that my family has been enjoying recently. Super delicious, very simple, almost all very budget-friendly, and definitely meals that we will be using in our pantry purge in the upcoming month. So if you have not yet signed up to join us in the Healthy Mama Pantry Purge, remember it is 100% free. You can click the link in the show notes or head to bit.ly slash pantry purge. It's as simple as that. You'll be added to the email list. I will be guiding you the whole way through with how-to and tip emails with bonus recipes like I mentioned, the private pop-up Facebook community where you can earn prizes for sharing your progress. It's going to be so much fun and I promise you're going to get inspired and you're going to save so much money on your groceries in the month of March by using what you have. Make sure you also check the show notes for links to any of the recipes that I mentioned that are on my website. Thank you so much for listening, friends. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. Let me know if you are joining us in the Pantry Purge. If this helps you out, please let me know as well. I love connecting with you over there. And as always, if you have any questions about the Pantry Purge or the Healthy Mama Cooking Club or any of the recipes that I mentioned, feel free to reach out via email or over on Instagram. I hope to see you in the Pantry Purge and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mention, head to HealthyMamaChris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at HealthyMamaChris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple.